0: On this DMV Sports Roundtable, Redskins training camp begins without linebacker Mason Foster, who was dumped by the team the night before. Here's Foster's statement. It was kind of surprising, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a business and stuff happens. But the timing of it kind of was a little crazy because, you know, I was just telling everybody I was packing my bags. I was leaving to the airport for training camp when I got the call. But, you know, you just got to keep moving forward. And, you know, I mean, keep working. So now I'll bounce back and continue to work. I wish them the the best, but the timing was a little crazy. But you know, you just got to keep working. Mason Foster, that is his statement on this. With us as always, Jamal Bowens, the security guard, who will talk sports with you anytime, anywhere. And soon joining us on Skype from training camp in Richmond, our Skins beat reporter, George Wallace. Let's start, though, with uh, what's happened with Mason Foster being booted. Why let
1: go of this guy right now? The timing is curious. Uh, I'm not surprised by the move at all. Uh, I thought he only held on this long because Ruben Foster was out, uh, got hurt, uh, tore his ACL, gone for the season. I think if, if Ruben's healthy right now, going into training camp, you may have seen this move made a month or two prior, or maybe uh, into OTAs. But it is curious that you make it right the day before uh, training camp, which is it's odd. They're not the only ones. The uh, Green Bay let go of, of one of their top defensive lineman, albeit he was hurt in six games last year. But, again, another player that's been around, a veteran, he was a 2017 uh, Pro Bowler. He gets cut. It's a business, no matter uh, how you want to sugarcoat it. I didn't think – I wasn't expecting it now. I was expecting him to make it at least halfway through training camp through the preseason and then probably get cut – They're looking to get more athletic at that position. You let Zach Brown go, and Mason Foster had a lot of things going on last year. I don't know if this is the backlash from that. If it is, it's spiteful, but... You know, that's that's aspirin sometimes. And when you uh, say a lot of things, was it uh, a lot of chatter on social media? Well, it was a social media thing. Uh, his cousin was hand. I, I, I don't I'm not sure that it was a real murky situation it was a real funky situation. And he claims his his cousin was was doing I think we may have uh, even. Yeah, talked no, about No, we, ha-
0: we have. Yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody that, yeah. you know, he, he's like, I didn't type such and such. Right. That I was mean, my cousin handling my media accounts or social it's, media it's, accounts it's
1: speculative speculation, because things like that happen, and then we speculate when things like this happen, and then we try to connect the dots and and, and put two and two together. It may have something to do with it. It may not. Would you put it past the Redskins to be spiteful? Not at all. So, that's why that door for that conversation is open, because I could see that happening. I don't really particularly think that's why. There's so many other reasons, football-wise, that this move would be made. I think it speaks to how much they liked seeing uh, when they signed John Bostic, uh, the replacement for Ruben Foster, uh, coming from Pittsburgh. Started off with the Bears. Very good young player. then you've got Sean Deion Hamilton. They drafted Trey Holcomb uh, out of uh, North Carolina late in the draft. And they have Josh Harvey Clemens. So I think they're going in a younger direction, a more athletic direction, which they were talking about doing already. Like I mentioned, they got rid of Zach Brown. They wanted to get more athletic. They wanted to get younger. Both of those two... While Mason was a good character person, for the most part, was a captain. Zach Brown was a run stopper. Both were liabilities in coverage. Both lacked athleticism to cover tight ends, as we saw last season and other seasons past. Tight ends ran free across the middle. No one that was athletic enough to keep and speed wise was able to keep up with some of these Evan Ingrams and some of these guys that we're going to see within the division. Zach Ertz and guys of, of that ilk, the Travis Kelseys of the world. We can't cover them. We can't guard them. So you have to have younger guys in place that can kind of fly around. They're trying to. Get, if you look at the defense, for the most part, there are a lot of young, talented guys on this team, and I think that's. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're going to. And some of the older guys are going to roll on out of ahead. Now, I don't see any more because the D-line is young. The younger at, at, at the linebacker spot. And I don't see Norman going anywhere. So, for the most part, that was going to be the one old guy to move was going to be him. He was the team's leading tackler last year. So, there's that. that. that, that, that tells you how bad the tackling <laughs> was on this team. you watch watched this team. you watched this team for many years like I have. I have. This is one of the, it, it doesn't matter who, it's a mentality of the franchise, and I'm not sure what it is. For many, many years, no matter who the defensive coordinator, no matter who the defensive line coach, uh, cornerbacks coach, head coach, personnel, really doesn't matter for many years, this Can't tackle any damn body. Right. There's a whole lot, as Dion says, a whole lot of business decisions being made out there. A lot of one on tackle, somebody want to hit them with the shoulder. No, wrap up. You have two arms. There's no fundamental tackling with this team, and it's something that goes on and on. It's like the Wizards. It doesn't matter who the coaches, the players are. They don't play the defense. They can't hit free throws. It's the same problem throughout the same organization, no matter who's there. So I don't know what it is. If it's the mentality of the team, if it's if it's the way that they're coaching them, they can't tackle. And for him, to, yeah, he was a leading tackler, which it, it doesn't say so much about how good a tackler he is, is about how piss poor everybody else was. Yeah. Hey, hello. Hey, Georgie. How's Richmond?
0: Hey, buddy. Mason Foster talked a little about the social media, and there was a, a statement like "F this team," you might remember. And then he said his oh, co- yeah. his cousin was running the social media account. But anyway, we're also talking about the pathetic tackling, as Mason Foster was the Redskins' leading tackler last year, and now he's gone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I think I'm still surprised at the timing of it. I mean, if, if you're going to wait this long, why not wait, you know, if you really trusted the young guys and you want to go with the young guys, that's great, but maybe see how they can develop during camp. Or if you're under the You know, the mindset of you're just going to throw them right in there and have them learn it, fine. And you knew Mason wasn't in your plans, that's fine, too. But the timing of it is kind of odd. Two days before the start of camps, if you had known you were going to do this and you've had since the end of OTAs uh, to do so, uh, you know, and who knows what else played into it. Maybe some of the other stuff you talked about did play into it and they kind of. Took that into consideration, but you know, i, I still was kind of surprised at the timing of it. Uh, but now, look, you know, it's it's the young guys like to see it because it's next man up, and and you know, the Sean Dion Hamiltons of the world, and John Bostic, who just was signed, and when Reuben Foster went down, they're going to have to step in and, and play big roles. Maybe they think they're doing him a favor. He can you know, jump in somewhere else. But other teams may think, look, we've already got our plan, you know, right now you're going to have to wait until somebody gets injured too. So, you know, that's why I thought another reason they may keep them around because of injury concern and mm-hmm. things like that, especially with this team. But, you know, who knows if somebody does go down and in two weeks, you may not be able to get him
1: back. Foster's agent has some pretty strong <laughs> words. If you saw that <laughs> uh, for how they handle this. And, and, yeah. you know, I saw uh, Chris Swaggy Baker had some, Uh, I guess, not indirect words, he didn't use the names, but you know who he's talking about. Sure. uh, Addressing the situation. And I mean, we all know it's a business. But do you see this? Is is this, you know, is this part for the course? Is this part of the business? Or is this this a little bit underhanded?
2: Yeah, you know, I can see it both ways. I mean, I get it as a business too. But I guess my biggest thing is, you know, if it's a business, that's fine. You tell them that in... April or May when your off season's done or June that it's a business and we're not we don't see you in our plans mm-hmm. moving forward. You don't do it the day before when nothing's changed. Now who knows? They could have been waiting for to see if something happened, you know, with somebody else leading up to camp too. I don't know. I mean Jay Gruden's yeah. gonna have to answer some of those questions. This team, I think that's that's a big part of it is you're gonna say it's par for the core, especially with this team.
1: I mean you say you say they say four mil. How yeah. much is that I mean, does it really Even is is it is it worth anything going forward? You know, with whether they want to go with Trent or if they want to go with Sherv. I mean, does it does it really make much of a difference at four mil going towards one of those extensions?
2: Right. that's what I was thinking too how much of a dent does that really make I mean you need all the money you can find right. for sure if in the the um, uh, what do you call it the extension or if you're gonna pay Trent too who knows what they're thinking but yeah how much does that really make a dent you know adds to the salary cap fine but you know uh, you know I guess every little bit helps but at the same time you know and look this just could be a thing where they just it just uh, they're just gonna go younger and you know he was making the calls uh you know on the defense so I think that's Another thing, maybe you want to get somebody used to it from day one. If it's not going to be Mason Foster, just have somebody else jump right into that role.
0: George, uh, you're just rolling into town, but Trent Williams is not there.
2: No, that situation is not going anywhere uh, or going away anytime soon either. So, you know, you have that, and, you know, if the the, uh, Adrian Peterson money situation probably won't come up a ton, but that's going to be brought up, I'm sure, as well. So, a situation where these guys, you figure they don't need any drama, per se, heading into a year like this, and all of a sudden you've got a couple big storylines. Now, how much will affect on the field? Adrian Peterson, nothing, really, but uh, right. Trent Williams will, especially when you're trying to evaluate everybody and you're getting your quarterback killed because there's no left tackle. Is it time to start talking <laughs>
0: about replacing, finding replacements for Trent Williams?
2: Yeah, you may have to. I mean, look, I still don't think Trent's going to miss... A game check. I just don't. I mean, you know, he could show up at the end of August and be fine, and ready to go September eighth in in, in uh, Philadelphia. Now, Bruce Allen keeps saying he knows the truth and he's talked to Trent and yada yada yada. Fine, but. You know, I from all from all accounts and what it seems like, I wouldn't expect to see Trent here anytime soon. Somebody's even though how nice it is down here, but I don't think Trent <laughs> you know wants to come wants to come here.
1: Well, you got to throw somebody in it, and I've said this name, Donald Penn, is the only logical name that's still out there in the free agent market. Who is has been a multiple Pro Bowl, All Pro left tackle in this league. He's a little long in the two. but if you look at what you have and what else is on the market. I don't think you're you're going to try and trade for anybody. And how you much still that have the hope. You? It'll cost you less than Trent. Yeah. At, at this point, this far, I mean, at Donald's age, I mean, it's going to get to a point. Like, come on, how much? How much can you really demand? Now yeah. they're probably push it to a point, maybe a, a, a little while, a week or so into camp, and reach out and see. You know what he wants. Because as you get further into the camp, like, first of all, you got to get in here. Well, and that's
2: then, the thing, yeah. You know, so, you know, maybe not right now, you're not going to get in. No,
1: no. Uh, He's not going to do anything now. Next week or two weeks in, you're right. Yeah, that could right. be a thing. Getting, getting closer into the preseason or into the preseason, and this situation is still not resolved. And if Penn is, wants to play this year, then he'll be more amenable to maybe a one-year deal or something right. that that he can get in, and both sides are, are happy. in. you know, I, I don't think that's going to be a huge deal. Anybody that's still on the market right now, if you if you think you're going to get big money, keep looking. Correct. You might as well go to the look, if you're because You're not going to get a you're on the market
2: now. right now. Just you're doing yourself a favor keep working out on your own, but you're also missing the hot stuff at training camp, so you're okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, and he's a vet, so he, he's smart. Donald Penn is, is is he's a vet. He's been right. in the league over 10 years, so he knows that, yeah, let me kind of skip August and try, to you know, most of August, and let, let's see when it cools down a little bit. I don't need all that time because I'm a vet. So I can say right. he knows, you know, and Trent could be doing the same thing. We don't know, but until he speaks... You know, we're gonna sit we're gonna talk about this at Naughty and from week to week and we're gonna speculate every single week about what he's doing, what he's not doing. I don't know what Bruce Allen knows. Do I trust Bruce Allen? Hell no. I don't care what he got to say. Oh I talked I don't care who we talk to. Jesus could have told him, but I don't. I don't believe it.
2: <laughs> hey, you don't believe it? No,
1: not <laughs> at all. Yeah, How no. about this for uh, uh,
0: worst case scenario? <laughs> Eric Flowers replaces Trent Williams. Hell, can't have it. No, nope. it can't happen. No. I don't
2: think it's. I mean, Jerron Christian is going to have to be the guy. he
1: has got to be Christian. He's not ready, but not I'll, ready yet, I'll, is, I'll so. be damned if uh, Flowers gets out there. Don't put no quarterbacks out there. Tyler Catalina? No, no. So it's even. Whatever,
0: George. Is he even healthy? I don't know if, I don't think he's gonna be ready to go right
1: now right. either. I don't I don't think Tyler's even in the mix at this point. You yeah. know, I what they wanna do, I think they saw what they wanted to see. Well they didn't want to put flowers out there. They had to. They had and to and they yeah. saw very quickly why they want him at guard. I don't think they would put him in this situation, not with the quarterbacks that they have. I think they saw up close and personal what they knew going in. He is not a tackle. Yeah. Put him in their guard. I think they leave him there. I think they exhaust other options before they put him out there. You have to go through twenty people on the IR like the last two years for them to really put him out there. I I really think (laughs) it would have to be that desperate. I don't think they're there yet.
0: Maybe a final thought then, just as you kind of first set eyes on Richmond for the summer.
2: Well, first of all, let's go over a couple things that uh, as you drive down the street here, I always like to look and see what has closed uh, (laughs) from the year before. I I noticed from the uh, trip in, uh, there's a Ruby Tuesday that is no longer here, and Applebee's is boarded up as well, and they're building something else Mm. uh, right close to camp. So that's my only update right now i'm sure mm-hmm. we'll get more in depth as we get move around the town
0: hopefully uh, but, uh, the barbecue places are still open <laughs> oh yeah so no, they no. got be
2: zzq is still open i'm i'm sure there's no way that place is closing that was a nice newly discovered gem last year uh but uh, you mean as far as the football is concerned yeah of course uh, <laughs> Look, i think i think uh you know i'm anxious to see the wide receiver competition I think that's going to be one to keep an eye on. Uh, the quarterback, obviously, although I don't think Haskins is going to be a starter in Week One. I think it's going to be Keenum's show for a while, especially with the Trent Williams situation. Hey, look at this! Here comes Bruce Allen right now, walking through the
1: parking oh, lot. Really? He's,
2: wa- he's walked up through his uh, from his hotel with all his people here. How about
1: okay. that? Exclusive.
0: So you know yeah. that uh, you know as long as he's still out of the parking lot,
2: <laughs> yeah, you're all right. <laughs> I guess he's, I guess he's not watching any of the. Uh, the uh, conditioning, conditioning test. No, he
1: knows everything.
2: Yeah. He knows, yeah. He knows. There he right. goes. As, I think he's on the phone. Maybe he's making a deal. Um
0: maybe with Trent, who knows.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce. Is Trent uh, Trent here? <laughs> um so yeah, you know that I think that's the uh the big thing and then, you know, the the uh wide receiver competition, defense. Look, I mean, the defense has been built right now to take a step forward. I mean, they have the personnel. Mm -hmm. It's no matter. They're going to do it. You add a landing Collins. He's going to be very good back there. You have Josh Norman, of course, uh, you know, with sweat and Kerrigan on the outside of the D line. We know about, and they're going young at the at the linebacker spot. So I think the defense is going to be fun to watch, guys. I mean, I, you know, they're going to be ahead of the offense as they are always, oh, especially at the start. But, look, the defense is going to, may have to win you some games this year.
1: Oh, they will. They, they're yeah. going to have to be leaned upon heavily. i have also speaking of the defense. Tim Settle looks great. Yeah, I forgot about Tim Settle. Tim Settle, Settle yeah. looks great. But let me ask you this, Joe, because I did see a report that is, is Darius, is guys ready to go?
2: Oh, that's the other one I was thinking. Of. I saw that that uh, Michael Phillips, our buddy right. from Richmond, he said yesterday at the golf tournament that uh, Jay Gruden said that he should be ready to go. I thought for sure he'd start on the pup list. But I did too. We'll see. We'll see now though. He's, they see. The other thing is too, these guys still have to pass this conditioning and the physical and things like that before they yeah. uh, can be cleared for tomorrow. So we'll I don't, find I don't out think what he'll Jay have a
1: problem says. with that. Judging from the, the the video he put out the other week, I think his conditioning's fine. I think True. he can run. True. Yeah. You know, And I don't think that, you know, years past, you look at certain guys. You remember Mike Williams, the big yep. offensive, you know, guys like that. You're like, oh, I know he ain't going to pass. Or Hainsworth. <laughs> I can't think of anyone on this team right oh, now, offense or defense,
2: test situation. That, that I would say,
1: oh, I don't I think he's going to pass.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, especially, I mean, this defense is – Especially on the defense, especially on the line. I mean, these guys oh, are all in, in, in good shape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that Hainsworth situation was unbelievable that day, those days in Ashburn. Didn't but it take a, couple, didn't take a couple? Didn't it take a couple times? Him, it, it took him multiple days, remember? Jesus. But yeah.
0: Th- wasn't that just Shanahan sort of torturing yeah. the
1: guy? Part of it, yeah. Part, Part of it, man. but he also didn't pass. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah, he, did, yeah, he, he was out of it. shape. That, that's the main reason he's out of shape. If yeah. he had to pass, Shanahan couldn't do nothing to him.
2: <laughs> That's true, right. <laughs> yeah, so we'll
0: see. The fun begins. All right, Georgie. All right, George. Be safe, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Um, wanted to finish up, Jamal, with these uh, predictions in some papers, some publications, 3 and 13 for the Skins. Where are they coming up with that? It's not
1: Vegas. I don't want to say that. they They're biased in some sort of way. Uh, there's multiple uh, people that say this, and... You know, they just – I guess they don't see it. First of all, when you don't have a set quarterback, they're going to knock you down anyway. So when you, you're you not set at a quarterback and you don't have a, quote, unquote, number one wide receiver and they see you have a potentially a top five defense and one of the better running back cores if healthy and then your tight end situation is questionable, you don't know about Reed, uh, Vernon's old, Sprinkle is, you know – He's still trying to find his way. So from that process, looking at it that way, that's where they're coming up. But I don't see this team being three and thirteen. And the same, one of those same polls had five teams three and thirteen. I've never seen five teams three and thirteen throughout the NFL. That's just too many. Doesn't make much sense. But those, it's people that don't have faith in the the quarterback situation. They don't have faith in the wide receivers, and they just don't think they're looking at the schedule first of all. The schedule, we've talked about it before, schedule's rough. So it's going to be hard to look at that schedule. Even me thinking that their seven wins are better uh, for me personally. Uh, But even, you know, their first five weeks we've talked about it, it's rough. You've got four playoff teams. You've got three division games. And it's 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 rough and it doesn't get much better throughout the season. So I think the the fact that they don't know how this team's gonna look offensively, who's gonna be starting, now the trend situation and you're looking at a daunting schedule at 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 the very least, so that may lead certain people to three and thirteen. But I have a little more faith than
0: that. Would you put your money down on 7-9 and nine right now? Or do you not even want to talk about the record? Because
1: there's too much to learn between now and August and September. Usually, I would have gone with the latter. I mean, I feel I'm comfortable with 7-9 and because that's kind of what I see right now. And I'm not sure if anything that happens from now until September will change my view until the game's actually played. Usually, I like to stay away from making predictions. Because who knows what's gonna happen. You know, but I think it's safe to say right now that no matter who starts a quarterback or whatever have you, what other questions are, you know, need to be answered from this team during the offseason during training camp, seven and nine seems to be, you know, kind of the, the, the safe spot. Do I think they can win eight, nine games? Yeah. Uh, George said it before, I think this this defense can win you some games. We've seen it in the past. The Ravens won a championship strictly on defense. Because Trent Dilfer was, was not lighting the world on fire. Absolutely right. That defense won the championship for them. So, you know, it, it, it. that could be the difference. If your defense keeps the other team under 20 points, you've always got a shot. So, anything could happen throughout the season. But I think 7-9 and nine is that's a pretty uh, safe presumption right now until we get you know on the field and we really see what's going on. I'm thinking that would be the third 7-9 season in a yep. row.
0: And then you start thinking about what that means for Jay Gruden. Well, Some people say he'd still hang on.
1: It's no. it's possible. It's possible. It, I think it depends on how the 7-9 plays out. The reason why he's here for a possible third 7-9 is because the last two, you've had 20-plus players each uh, individual season on the injured reserve. And no matter, I'm not the biggest fan of Jake Rudin, but nobody can work with that. You know, you're, you're really playing with a, a skeleton crew two seasons in a row. In the season, you're pretty much, the whole offensive line were brand new. They just met the day before. You're picking up guys off the street. Your, your quarterback goes down. You're bringing in Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson. So, who expects anybody to go better than seventy nine, when you're dealing with that at the beginning of the season, at the end of the season, beginning of the season, it was six and three,
0: right. Right, and and some people say the mark of a good coach is that it's week sixteen, and somehow you've cobbled together enough to keep it going, and that was the case last year.
1: Yeah, but but it, man, just barely, man. I mean, it man, was, that that was that's a hell of a job of cobbling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're dealing with Sanchez, you're dealing with all these people off the street. It's <laughs> and Sanchez just retired, so right, if it, we needed any more confirmation of exactly. that,
0: that guy, is, uh, you know, is, you is you now headed to Michael broadcast.
1: F- right? You, know? you brought in Michael Floyd off the street, you know, who had caught more DUI charges than passes going in the (laughs) last season over the last couple of years. So you're really that's that's about as tough a situation as you can get dealt as a coach. There's a lot of coaches that had to deal with adversity, but for the last two seasons, he's had to deal with it. That's 40 guys in two years go down. I don't know about anybody else that has gotten through that and gotten better than 79. So I see it now, but let's see. A lot of things could happen, you know, Haskins could could. Burst onto the scene. Case Keenum could rediscover himself uh, and be the Case Keenum that he was in Minnesota. You could get a gem in one of these receivers, or they just become a good group. Guy stays healthy, has the breakout year. AP continues to play like he did before. Chris Thompson stays healthy. Jordan Reed has a resurrection. This defense is top five, like we think they're going to be. Then now you're talking. Now you're talking about something totally different. And all that is very possible. But... Only time will tell.
0: Make sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, One.com, WTOP's mobile app as well. Just tap listen. For Jamal and George, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, God help us.